we are in Las Vegas. We're at the Trump International Hotel in Las Vegas shooting this right now. You're like, Tom, how did you get in there? Well, we paid for the room. That's how we got in here. But anyway, it's great to be at the Trump International Hotel in Vegas shooting the podcast. It's awesome. Lots of little stuff happening. Lots of stuff. Lots of little stuff. Big stuff. Whatever it may be. It's happening right now. We're going to cover it. As always, be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Let's hop right to it. Benny Johnson video. $96 billion foreign aid bill to Ukraine. For Well, they're going to say it's not for just for Ukraine. $61 billion of the $96 billion is going to Ukraine. Just passed in the Senate. Uh, the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, vowed that he's not going to allow it to pass in Congress. So that's a good thing. But it did pass in the Senate. Here's Mittens Romney, as always, the rhino, talking about how much money is uh, needed in Ukraine. And again, just with, when it comes to Ukraine, just so everybody knows, we, we have not, not uh, they even wrote me into it now. There is no we. Ukraine has not won one single battle yet in this war. Not one. They've gained no territory back. Absolutely nothing. But we're going to send another $96 billion. As you've heard me say numerous times over the last several podcasts, we are $34 trillion in debt. $34 trillion in debt. Adding a trillion dollars worth of debt every 100 days. And where does this $96 billion come from? It's monopoly money. They're printing it at the Fed. We don't have this money. But Mitt Romney, of course, who voted to impeach Donald Trump, voted for this, as well as many other Republican uh, senators voted to pass this. We're going to go over that list in just a second. But here's Mitt Romney. Play for me, Ness. To provide military weapons for Ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as United States senators. So there's Mitt Romney. Once again, $96 billion of foreign aid. Of that $96 billion, $61 billion now is going to an unwinnable war in Ukraine. Ukraine, again, has not won one single battle yet. Not one. It's not a stalemate. People are calling it a stalemate the same way they call things, you know, six, uh, 14 days to flatten the curve, whatever, mass work, uh, safe and effective. They're calling it a stalemate. It's not a stalemate. It is a Russian route. Russia is destroying Ukraine one mile at a time. And here's the thing. Vladimir Putin doesn't even want to take Ukraine. He wants to take out the two. He wants to basically annex into Russia the two breakout provinces that are requesting that he annexes them. Everyone knows that, right? One of them is, is Donetsk. He want, they, are, they want to be annexed into Russia. So he is actually responding to a call to, to Russian-speaking provinces in Ukraine. And if you look at the history of how Ukraine was put together, it's just, it, it was just summarily put together at the whims of people. But anyway, well, you know, at the whims of, of globalists, really. And again, you're like, it sounds like, Tom, you're on, you're on Vladimir Putin's side. I'm not on Vladimir Putin's side. Not at all. Okay, he, he is an authoritarian dictator, just like Voldemar Zelensky. So it's, it's like you have to pick the lesser of two evils. There is no lesser of two evils. And if I was actually to pick which one is the lesser of two evils, it'd actually be Putin. Because Putin has, still has the Orthodox Church going on inside of Russia, Christian Orthodox Church. And, and Volodymyr Zelensky has eradicated it, has shut down the Russian Orthodox Church inside of Ukraine, shut down all opposition media, shut, shut down all opposition parties. Now that's more like Vladimir Putin. But who, what's the difference? If you shut down all political parties and all opposition media and you're Volodymyr Zelensky, what delineates you from Vladimir Putin? Absolutely nothing. So why do we have to choose? We don't. We don't. This is all about, and I know you've, all, you've heard this ad nauseum, this is about 
covering the, foot, the footprints, covering the tracks of the Democratic Party, the malfeasance of the Democratic Party, and people like Mitt Romney inside of Ukraine. They're actually covering for their own malfeasance, whether it's Hunter Biden's Metabiota, what Metabiota is most, you know, bioweapons lab inside of Ukraine, which was sending funding to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Of course, you've got Privat Bank, which was one of Hunter Biden's associates' uh, primary funders, and also connected with Volodymyr Zelensky. So they're just trying to cover, cover their tracks inside of Ukraine, as well as be both the arsonist and the firefighter. Because they want Ukraine to burn to the ground, pay for the fire that burns. They get, they get paid from the fire, and they get paid from the rebuild. They get paid from the, the war through their military-industrial uh, complex contracts, and then through the IMF, Biden has already sent 600 million, 600, I can't remember exactly how much it was, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to the International Monetary Fund, which they are using to rebuild Ukraine in conjunction with the Bill and Hillary Clinton Foundation, in conjunction with J.B. Prisker's sister, who's, who's running the rebuild inside of J.B. Prisker, who is the governor of Illinois. His sister is running the rebuild inside of Ukraine. And, and, and again, so you, all it is, is you know what, we're going to make money through the military-industrial uh, complex donating to our campaigns while the war is going on. And then after they've burned it all to the ground, then we get the money from the rebuild. That's really what it's all about. So here's the people that voted for it. All right, go to N. Uh, Wokeness tweet. So here it is. 70 senators passed a $96 billion foreign aid bill without a cent for America. Not $1 is going for us. Now, here's the thing. I don't want a cent to come to me personally. But we certainly need, need infrastructure spending. Our military is absolutely decimated after three years of the Biden administration. And it was, it was decimated before that. It's got even worse now. Uh, here's the 22 Republicans that actually voted for it, too. So you can, just, oh, you can go to the next one because uh, they're all on that one. Here we go. So here he is. It's John, John Bozeman, uh, Shelley Moore. Capu uh, there's a few disappointing ones. Most of these are expected. But there's a few that are disappointing. Bill Cassidy, not to, I mean, expected. Susan Collins, Rhino. John Cornyn, Rhino. Kevin Kramer, Rhino. Mike Crapo, Rain, uh, Rhino. Joni Ernst, Rhino. Chuck Grassley, very, very disappointing. Chuck Grassley fights against the Gestapo-like FBI. How can he see that? That's, my, that's always my confusion with people. How is it that you can see that the FBI is nothing more than the brown shirt Gestapo for the Democratic Party? Nothing more than oppressing really all right-wingers inside of America right now, trying to make criminals of us all? How does he see that and not see that sending $61 billion worth of monopoly money, monopoly printed money to Ukraine, that's, it's just counterfeit money. And, and, and again, causing more and more hyperinflation inside of the United States. How does he not see that? How can you so clearly see the malfeasance of the FBI and not see it? You know why he can't see it? because of the political consequences of seeing it. If he actually sees it, if, if he was to actually look into Chuck Grassley, was to actually look into what was happening in Ukraine and where all the money comes, where all the money goes, all of Hunter Biden's dealings inside of Ukraine. And, and by the way, Grassley knows that too because he knows about the FBI's suppression of all of the Hunter Biden information coming into the election and the Hunter Biden laptop. He knows about all of that. But yet now we'll go and continue to fund the people that were funding Hunter Biden. I don't understand people. Chuck Grassley, uh, John Hoven, Rhino, John Kennedy, very disappointed. John Kennedy is nothing more. We all need to go ahead and get used to this now. We love him at the various uh, hearings that they have where they're approving or disapproving 
of uh, you know uh, judicial candidates. We and we love his sound bites and he's funny, but that's all he is. Because when push comes to shove, John Kennedy says, "You know what? I'm not going to stand in integrity. I'm not going to stand in what is actually true." I, because if I stand in what's true, and this is the problem with, with basically everybody in America, it's, it's the problem inside of the church, is when it's going to cost me something, I'm now going to bend. I'm either going to remove the truth, not listen to the truth, or I'm going to bend the truth, or I'm just going to pretend that the truth isn't there. And that's what John Kennedy does, has done. Mitch McConnell, of course, votes for it. Uh, Jerry Moran, Jerry Moran, Lisa Murkowski, James Rich, Mitt, Mittens Romney, of course, Rhino, Mike Rounds, Romney, uh, Mike Rounds, Rhino, Dan Sullivan, Rhino, John Thune, Rhino. I don't see Lindsey Graham on there. Did I pass him up already? I don't know. How's he not on there? This is not you guys. It's me. Tom Tillis, uh, Roger, Wick, uh, Roger Wicker, uh, Todd Young. Now, what we need to do is screenshot that because you need to know that these are, when I say that basically there are no Republicans that are true Republicans and most Republicans are actually Democrats, you need to remember this list because it's basically seven out of 100. Se- I, mean, uh, not, I mean, not seven out of 100. Uh, 70, 70 senators voted for it. And I can't, let me see, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22 out of the 70 that voted for this, 22 to 23 in case I'm missing it, voted for this spending in Ukraine in a hopeless war. And again, sending another $96 billion worth of printed cash that is jacking all of our prices through the roof because it's causing hyperinflation. The more, the more dollars you flood the market with, the more, the more expensive everything is. So that's what these guys are doing. All right, let's go to the next one. Chuck Cholesterol video. Speaking of this, now let's move on because remember what this came from. This was supposed to be a, a border bill and all of these, remember all of those Republicans, the John Cornyns of the world that I just showed you, you know, the Chuck Grassley's of the world, the John Kennedy's of the world, they all promised, they all said, you know, we're not going to send a single dollar to Ukraine until the border is shut down. It wasn't until the border was funded. Please, everybody understand this. It wasn't until the border was funded because what does border funding mean? It means absolutely nothing. We're spending, we spent, we're spending more billions on the border now, and it's more open than it's ever been. So sending money to it means absolutely nothing. And it comes down to definitions too, like I always tell you. Border security now means facilitation of illegals. Doesn't mean shutting down the border, keeping the border, uh, or vetting illegals or anything else. Border security now means border illegal invader facilitation. That's what it means. And if you vote against border security, you're actually, uh, that's what they do is they invert the terms all the time so that now border security means border insecurity. So if you vote, if you actually vote against it, you're actually voting for border security by voting against border security. You see what I mean? So that's, that's, that's what it is now. So we need to understand that. And these guys, these 22, 23, 24 senators that voted for this spending in Ukraine just violated their own oath. Violate, how, what kind of man are you if you can't keep your word? So we need to remember, well, who are you? What kind of human dignity do you have? What kind of self-respect do you have if you can't keep your word? It was very simple. We're either going to shut down, not fund the border, shut down the border, or if Ukraine gets no money. And all of those people, all those 23, 24 Republicans, turn their backs on each and every one of us. Speaking of the border, Chuck Cholesterol video, shock report. Most of you have seen this already, but I just had to cover it. There's a woman in Boston. We, of course, had the Boston mayor calling for citizens to take in illegal migrants. Well, I think we have the first documented case of somebody actually doing it. Play for me, Nas. 
at um, Wellesley, Brookline, you know, cities and towns that have so much more resources um, than the city of Boston. Boston City Councilwoman Julia Mejia thinks more migrants can be placed outside of Boston. I think everybody needs to start opening up their doors because this is a shared responsibility. Controversy over the placement of surging immigrants comes as a new report links immigrants who settle in Massachusetts to economic benefits for the region. So there you go. So that's the first actually documented case. And, I, you know, my thing is, where are all the Democrats that are lining up for this? If you love open borders, and, you know, it's, it's hard not to go down the rabbit holes with all of these things because we showed you the video from on, uh, on Saturday night of the Denver mayor, who is, of course, a leftist, globalist, bourgeois, elitist DNC guy. And he's saying you know, the reason why Denver is being overrun with the illegal invaders, and of course he doesn't call them illegal invaders, he didn't put illegal in front of them at all, he just says migrants, which again, it's an inverted world. And migrant now means illegal border invader. That's why they say you're anti-immigrant. So when you, when you are anti-immigrant, you are actually anti-illegal border invader. Migrant now means illegal border invader. So if you're anti-immigrant, that's who you are, and that's, you should be there. We are pro-legal migration, but by the way, we shouldn't have any illegal or legal migration for the next five or six years. Absolutely zero illegal migration should be zero every year. And I mean that, zero, every single year. Talk about giving Joe Biden the right to shut down the border. He already has the right. You don't have to give him the right. It's like saying, you know, I'm going to give the police, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna write a new bill for legislation so that the police can now arrest people. They already have that arrest power. You don't need to legislate. It's already in place. The president or anybody else or any governor can shut down the border borders at will. Any border they want, they can shut it down at will. But it's all, of course, a crazy inverted world. But back to the video. So there's Boston, Boston resident. Is this, is, this, is this where we at, guys, right here? This is the one we just did. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is the one. Okay, this is the one I actually, this is the one I thought I was talking about. All right, cool. This is the one I actually wanted. Lives a TikTok video. It's happening. Here's the woman that's actually taking in the illegals. Play for me. Story you'll only see here on NBC10 Boston. A migrant family from Haiti is sharing their experience. They're searching for shelter in the Boston area and then recently found a host home in Brookline. And now they're looking for jobs. As NBC10's Aaron Logan reports, they say these last few weeks have been life-changing. And it's been an emotional few weeks for Wildande Joseph and her husband. First, sleeping on the floor at Logan Airport, then in Children's Hospital with their two-year-old daughter who got very sick. She felt bad as any mother would. Now things are looking much brighter as they've been welcomed into Lisa Hillenbrand's Brookline apartment. Tu niña es muy alegre ahora. She says her daughter is very happy. When she wakes up in the morning, she says, hi, Lisa, and everyone starts the day smiling. It's a delight, and it's really fun having them. What I realized is there's so much prejudice against refugees, mostly because people don't know them. Lisa says she feels like she has her own personal chef, as Wildande loves cooking. Te gusta la ocupación? Sí. In fact, her goal is to open up her own restaurant. The couple has their work permits, and they've been taking English classes. 
They're open to work anywhere to save money for their future. In the meantime, they're enjoying their time with Lisa, their new friend for life, and their daughter's new grandmother. They are hardworking, they want to learn, they want to be successful, and I feel great helping, and I get to understand the refugee crisis from the inside. Lisa says she's so impressed by the number of people she's met right here at Brookline Town Hall meetings who've been stepping up and hosting families. She's hopeful more will do the same in the coming days and weeks. In Brookline, Erin Logan, NBC10 Boston. All right, so there you go. So now, now again, this is one woman that you know, this is this is like the the uh, COVID the the COVID post infection death rate. Basically, you have ninety nine point nine 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 seven percent of all Democrats not doing this. But of course, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna document the one and cover the one that actually is doing it. And she says things like, "I don't understand why people are against them." It's got nothing to do with being against the person. It's got nothing to do with race. You get, you get called a racist because you are anti-illegal border invader. Now, which race am I actually a racist against? That's, that's what needs to be exposed to me because I need to understand if I'm going to be called a racist, then who am I a racist against? Where, where is my racism actually aimed? Because so far this year, 169 different races or countries or ethnicities have crossed the border. So which one exactly am I a racist against? Am I a racist against people from East Europe, East uh, Eastern Europe uh, who are white? Am I am I a racist against Hispanics? Am I a racist against blacks? Am I a racist against uh, you know Central Americans? Am I you know am I a racist against uh, the, am I a racist against Asian people? Because we have a hundred thousand military aged Chinese men who have illegally crossed the border. We know all that. So which one am I a racist against? So she's saying that she doesn't understand. How anybody could be against them. I don't know. Ask the rape victim. Ask the one that has been assaulted by an illegal migrant. From your, from, your, from your high horse, please ask the victim of crime that never would have occurred if the person wasn't here illegally. The person who had their entire, as we documented on the podcast, their entire family killed by an illegal drunk driver. I think that, might, that person might have a valid reason, lady, you can look at that woman, you can tell she is just an absolute purified left tard. You know it by looking at her. And she's sitting on high now, acting like she's actually doing something. She's the only one, and I don't understand why she's the only one. Where are the millions of Democrats that are stepping up to embrace the policies that they vote for over and over and over again? You wanted the country flooded with millions upon millions under Joe Biden alone we're up to 7 million illegal uh, illegal border invaders i'm trying to change my uh, my terms with them because i don't want to call them migrants they're not migrants they're illegal border invaders they are invaders that's who they are i don't care whether they're a man whether a woman or child now most of the most of the videos we show are almost all military age men which is really weird in the videos where there are actually women involved it's 10 to 1 20 to 1 31 41 now when it's chinese it's 100% men all men, 100% men that are illegally invading our border. And she says here, well the, well, the report says, the illegals are living with her so that they can save money for the future. Well, here's their future. The average house in America now costs, four, this is average now, so you need to remember this is sitting between two large numbers. The average house in America is now, now costs $416,000. So explain to me, how are they going to accumulate that, that amount of money? And you're going to have to put 30% down. They're not going to be able to bank. So exactly, they're not going to, your banker's going to work with them. 
Not, not unless they could put down $150,000 on a $416,000 house. Nobody is going to work for, with them. They have, no, they have no birth certificate. They're not legal. So, I mean, that may mean, that may mean nothing. Here's the thing how it works, too. Is it works really well for Democrats. Namely, that woman now has slaves in her house. So she's got free help around the house now. So it works really well for, for the liberal. It's, it's so funny, too, because you'll hear... Various pundits talk about this, like, like Tucker Carlson. She is, she is the embodiment of the globalist left. A liberal white woman in her 40s, 50s, she looks like she's in her 60s, liberal white woman who's going to espouse her virtue to everybody. But lo and behold, it benefits her. Now she's got free help around the house. She's got that. So it always works out very, very well for liberals. Here's the thing. The, those people will never be able to bank in this country. No liberal banker, because now money's on the line, no liberal banker is actually going to ever do business with them. We, we know that. But yet now, Democrats, because people think of the Republicans as being the multinational conglomerates, the multinational businesses, the international monopolies, you know, are, are, are Republican. That is absolutely incorrect. Every international monopoly, every international giant Forbes 500 corporation are all owned and run by Democrats. Every one of them, whether it's Zuckerberg, whether it's Bezos, or anybody else you can name. Elon Musk was a Democrat and is still a Democrat. I like him. He's doing some good things, but he still voted. He, he voted for Joe Biden. He said it. So those are the richest people on the planet. They are all Democrats. So these new border illegal invaders will only be able to do business at the most elementary, rudimentary levels which is work for Democrats. They're never going to be on their own, and they're perfect for the 15-minute cities. You jam them into their 800-foot cubicles, the wife, the, the, the wife, the husband, their four kids, into their, you know, 1,000 total square feet, whatever, 800-square-foot cubicle in the 15-minute cities, working in all the hotels, and all they're sitting here right here in Las Vegas, it's working for all the hotels, all their tax dollars go to the Democrats or they mail them home to facilitate more illegal invasion, more, more of an illegal invasion from their home country. So the Democrats, who are the owners of all the international conglomerate businesses, get the free labor that they want. And because they're never going to qualify to buy a house, I mean, well, they're never going to qualify to buy a house, they get to now also get to continue forward with their 15-minute cities, with their, with their agenda, which is, of course, leverage you into one world commerce system with a single access point controlled by them. One of those tactics is 15-minute cities. They leverage you into those 15-minute cities because nobody can afford to buy out from the 15-minute cities anymore. And by the way, that's what they're going to try to do with you and I. Make, whether it's hyperinflation, whether it's you can't pay your taxes, if you don't, again, leverage you into a one world commerce system with a single access point controlled by them, well, they won't allow you to pay for your house. Well, I'm going to, uh, you know what, I'm going to default on my mortgage unless I pay my, and I've got the money, but I can't access my account. That's the point of all of, all of what you see, whether it's COVID, whether it's illegal migration, whether it's climate change or CBDCs. So again, I just, I wonder where are all the, where are all the, the rest of the Democratic Party whose, whose policies really are coming to fruition. By the time Joe Biden leaves office, you're looking at 9 to 12 million people, at least in New York City, being allowed in this country illegally. That we know of, and of course, you always hear me say this, according to uh, 
CBP statistics is actually one to five times that many. So we're looking at somewhere between 20 and 40 million that have actually been allowed in under Joe Biden, like Tom, that's hyperbolic. It's not hyperbolic when it's 12,000 per day. And of course, the, 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 the mayor of the city of Denver says, well, yeah, if the Republicans would have voted for the latest border security bill, then it would have changed everything. How's it changing thing when it's still a minimum of 5,000 people a day? And if after they cap it at 5,000, all the rest of the 12,000, so 7,000 to go to get to Joe Biden's average of 12,000 per day. Now you're like, well, no, it's shut down. It can only be 5,000, which is still 150,000 a month. Under Donald Trump, it was 8,000 a month. Everybody knows that, right? 8,000, I mean, so even under this border security bill, it's 150,000 per month that they put onto paper. And, Joe, and under Donald Trump, it was 8,000 a month, but it's still not even 150,000 a month. It's still 300,000 a month because when you're shut down from the border, they redirect you to the port of entry inside of Mexico, get you on a bus, and just drive you straight into America. It's, it really is going that way. That, that, that is the, that's actually in that legislation. And the reason why I keep bringing it up is because they're going to try to use that as leverage against Republican candidates who voted against it. Even against, uh, this is the funny part about it, they'll use it as leverage against Republicans who even voted for it because they'll say it was their party. That voted against it. So it, it's, it, it's all a lie. But the reason why, again, the reason why I bring it up is you're going to see it on ads. Vote, Republicans voted against border security. Remember, it's all an inverted world. Border security now means border lack of security, border unsecurity, border insecurity, however you want to put it. Let me show you this one. End wokeness video. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. So this is a double whammy. And I'll show you. This is one of those videos. That's a, that's a culmination video. It shows you the culmination. As I always tell you, the leftist, globalist, bourgeois, elitist agenda is, and you're like, Tom, you're a pastor. Why are you so political? Because this isn't politics. It's the book of Revelation unfolding right before your very eyes. Their agendas leverage you into a one-world commerce system. That's Revelation 13, 16, 17, 18. Revelation 14, 9 through 16. Leverage you into a one-world commerce system with single access point. That eventually will be quantum dot tattoo on your forehead or on your hand. But this shows you the connection, because there's many tactics to that agenda. The agenda, of course, is pandemics. I mean, the agenda is leverage you into one world commerce system. The tactics to it are pandemics that lead to vaccine passports, uh, pandemics that leads to, well, lead to vaccines, which leads to pa vaccine passports, which leads to social credit systems, which leads to CBDC. Which, which, all of them lead to them le leveraging you into a one world commerce system, single access point. All of it, including, of course, climate change, lawlessness, illegal immigration, which I won't go into each one and how they work, but that, that, that is the plan of it all. So here's, this is a unique video because it shows the connection between one, more than one tactic. Uh, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson talking about how he's giving tax dollars to minorities, but only minorities, 17 million. He's giving $17 million to minorities to fund illegals. So you get the whole package here. Well, a, a, actually a, a combo because, of course, when you're dealing with racial discrimination, which is now called, racial discrimination is now called diversity, equity, inclusion. You're, if you believe in what's called diversity, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI, you're now racist. And if you don't agree with DEI, you're called a racist. So if you're now called a racist, which means you're actually not a racist. So I embrace, when people call me a racist, I embrace it because that actually means I'm not a racist. But here's the combination of two tactics. Play for me, Ness. The $17 million investment uh, for these 18 black and brown small businesses is really the, um, 
it really captures what I call the soul of Chicago. It's who we are. Last May, the city of Chicago called on the food depository to help feed new arrivals. All right, here we go. So you saw $17 million given to minorities to feed illegals. $17 million. I, mean, I just wonder how the people of Chicago, they're, they're already pretty hot already at, at, at Mayor Brandon Johnson. Remember his, I didn't play it on the podcast because it got showed at nauseum and other places, but he was at the podium saying, you know, I don't have time to go to the border because I have a wife and family. So he doesn't have time to go to the border. And, that's, and the reason why he was responding like that was because his own people were telling him, you know, basically, we're not real big fans of our kids being shut out of schools, gymnasiums, and community centers so that migrants can be illegally housed. The illegal border invaders can be illegally housed in taxpayer-funded uh, uh, buildings. So, but now another $17 million is going to exclusively minorities. So if you're white, you're, you're not allowed to have that. You're, you, are, you are allowed no access to that $17 million worth of funding. You get absolutely zero. So of course that DEI is to leverage you into one world commerce system. And then all of that money then goes for the minorities to feed illegals. So $17 million goes to DEI to feed illegal border invaders. The culmination, the combination of two tactics of the one world commerce system. Let me show you this one. A uh, real, real Biff Bifford video. Here's Dick Durbin, play for me Ness. Her bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you're an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military. And if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. So there you go. Now our military is going to have illegal border invaders in it. I mean, this, I, mean every, I hope people understand this. And what, who are these people that you're now going to hand a tank to? Just, I mean, just curious, you're going to hand a tank now. You're going to hand, at the very least, an M16. You're going to hand weaponry to these people. We have absolutely no idea how to call them. You know, people think that every, every, everywhere in the world is like the United States because they're, so, because they're so blind. We have absolutely no idea who these people are. Absolutely no idea. There's no way to track them. There's no way to know their criminal history. There is no way to know these, who these people are. And now they're going to be in the military. That's Dick Durbin. Dick Durbin, who doesn't want to reveal, why is that, by the way? Doesn't want to reveal Dick Durbin owns the rights, for all intents and purposes, to the Epstein flight logs. He refuses to, give me, give me, if you're, if you're a left hard and you're watching this right now, give me a reasonable explanation for the non-release of the Epstein files. Give me, give me a reasonable explanation of why you wouldn't release the Epstein flight logs. Why? Give me, what would it be? He's dead, like Bill Gates says, well, he's dead. Aaron does a way better imitation than I do. But, Aaron, you got that? Can we put you on? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, he's dead, so. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Way better, way better than me. So, and, and, and make sure that you record just... I hope you see Aaron on the, what do we call that, our intro from Vegas, our Vegas intro? Yeah, our Vegas intro. Right, yeah. you've got yeah. to make sure that you record that. <laughs> you know, you got Aaron dancing with the grill. That's for real now. That's Aaron there, dancing with the grill. So We'll, right we'll try to post it later yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. on social media. Yeah, so. we need to get it by itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need to get it by itself. <laughs> um, so Dick Durbin, we have absolutely no idea who these people are, and now they're going to be in the military. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the state of the country that we're in right now. That's just where we're at. Let me show you this. I have to cover this because this was really just uh, the he gets us ads for everybody out there put on by the son of the owner of what's it called? Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. So there we go. I never shopped there. So and, and I never will now. Yeah. So 
put these out there. Now, what, what do these ads mean? We're going to play them for you. Um, this is really the state of modern Christianity. This is why every Christian put on a mask. Every Christian lockdown, every Christian pimped and hoard vaccinations. You're like, Tom, not every Christian. I, I didn't do it. You are the exception. 99.999% worldwide, 99.9% of churches closed, locked down, pimp vaccinations, masks stood six feet apart, had Zoom services and everything else, or flat out closed down and never reopened. And you're wondering how that happened because most Christians in most churches are falling into this idolatry. This is synagogue of Satan stuff. This is not Christianity, just so you know, and I'll go into great detail, but here's the ads, and just so you know, they spent, and where did they get the money for this? $14 million on these ads. I mean, you, you have to be a very uh, zealous member of the synagogue of Satan to actually, to actually put out $14 million worth of useless uh, tropes during the Super Bowl. I mean, and they're all over Vegas too. All over Vegas. Not just at not Super Bowl ads. They're all over Las Vegas for people to see. Who knows what that cost? Yeah. Go, you got something here? Oh, but anyway. So, I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, they're everywhere. So here's the ad. Play for me. Don't ask me what you know is true. So here's the thing, what you have to do in this modern world now is did Jesus teach hate? Did he teach hate? Well, does God hate? There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. So God does hate. And by the way, you hate because it's a trait of God. Now, if you misdirect that hate at the wrong source, then you're in sin. But you are supposed to hate. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a man who stirs up dissension among brothers. So those are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. So does God, God who is Jesus, he teach hate? Yes. Yes, he does. I mean, I'm sorry about that, but then, but you have to actually define the word hatred. Because remember, hatred now means love, and love now means hatred. So if you are now pro-hatred, you're actually pro-love. And I know there's actually real hatred. I'm talking about the political doctrine from this ad. And you're like, political? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, this is just, this, this is right out of, of 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, is that sound doctrine? For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Then they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed people's feet. That's a fable. 
That's a fable because by their standard of hate, Jesus did teach hate. Jesus did preach, uh, preach hate because what they're saying is that if you don't embrace LGBTQ, you hate them. If you don't embrace transgenderism, you hate them. If you tell people that they're hellbound, you hate them. That's like saying to a person who's drowning that I am hating them by telling them, hey, you're drowning, you want a life, you want a life jacket? You hate them because you tell them that they're drowning? If you tell somebody they're going to hell, that's what that, and that's the truth, that's not hate. But according to this ad campaign run by the son of the Hobby Lobby owner, that is now hate. Jesus didn't teach hate. Okay, so I hate because I'm anti-illegal, lawless border invasion? No, that's not hatred. That's, that, that's actually embracing the word of God. The word of God is against. The word of God hates lawlessness. So now just remember, everything in, the, in, everything in our world now that's, that's coming out of the globalist left and of course rhino right, is, is the, the meanings are all inverted. Hate now means love. Racism now means non-racism, and you just inverse it. You can invert it either way. It can get confusing, but when they say I'm a not that they're like they're uh, antifa, anti-racist, mean actually means they're pro-racist. That's where so when they say Jesus didn't teach hate. So if you tell somebody the truth, you hate them. If you tell somebody that they're living in sin, you hate them. That you're if you're homosexual, you're gonna die and go straight to hell. Jesus. So let's look at this now. Jesus is the Word of God, right? Would everybody agree? Jesus is the word of God. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse, verse seven. There are three that bear witness in heaven, the, word, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, John 1, 1. So Jesus is the Word of God. So what is the Word of God say about people living in sin that they will go to hell for all of eternity so now i i am now teaching jesus because i am teaching the word but allegedly jesus didn't teach hate well he didn't teach hate he didn't he didn't he didn't teach hate he taught what was true that is now being called hate true is now being called hate so now jesus according to the standard of that ad taught hate According to the standard of that ad. Now what they've done, and this is why you have Psalm 138, uh, 138 too, which you've heard me say many times on this, on this podcast. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name because they have attached the name of Jesus to the devil himself. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. What's the verse before that? What's the verse before that? Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. See, that's what they do. They eliminated the word of God. So now, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Why won't they endure sound doctrine? They don't know sound doctrine. They don't know it. Right out of 2 Kings 22, 8 and 10, they have absolutely no idea. Will Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law, gave, the, gave it to Shaphan the scribe, and Shaphan described the Torah as a book. He actually goes to David and says, David the king and says, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And then when, 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 the, when, 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 the, when, when the king heard it, Josiah, when he heard it, he tore his clothes. 
They had no idea what the Bible was. That's the modern church. They have no idea. So they just make up Jesus out of thin air. Jesus means accommodation. Jesus means tolerance. Jesus means winking and nodding to sin, accommodating sin, calling people who are saved, not saved. Proverbs 24, 24. Woe to those who call the unsaved saved. And that's, that's the modern church. And these pe people are getting, quote unquote, saved under this doctrine. Saved, they never have to repent of sin. They never have to stop watching porn. They never have to stop sleeping with their girlfriend. They never have to stop lying. They never have to stop stealing. They never have to stop cheating on their taxes, whatever it may be, whatever sin that they're in, never stop gossiping, whatever the sin is. Because if I say that you're gossiping or I say that you're fornicating under this new doctrine, I hate, and Jesus didn't teach hate. According to the word of God, according to your definition of hatred, son of Hobby Lobby owner, he, Jesus did teach hate. Sorry, you're wrong as always. And this is why the church ends up with masks on their face, flute players with masks on their face with slits cut on them, sitting in COVID clumps, shot shut down for 18 months, standing six feet apart, pimping and whoring vaccines from pulpits is because the legitimate Jesus is now considered hatred. And the illegitimate Jesus is now considered love. It's confusing, isn't it? It is. It's actually confusing. All right, let's change subject. Speaking of transgenders, right, is anybody shooting? You put up the pickup. Is the pickup? I can't tell. So the pit, we have different tech going right now. So I wish I have a question. Aaron, you can answer this one for me. Is there anybody actually sh doing mass shootings except for transgenders? <laughs> Not that I can tell. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell. I mean, for me, I mean... Right now, the only people that are actually doing mass shooting, this ended up not being a mass shooting, but it potentially could have been. So the Lakewood shoot, church shooter identified as transgender migrant from, oh gosh, it's another blending. <laughs> it it's another blending of the globalist narrative of leveraging into one world commerce system. Here it is, because you have, I mean, I, I, it has to be illegal. It says migrant, but well, Gateway Pundit would have said illegal, so maybe she's legal. But, she's, but she is, uh, identifies as Jeffrey Escalante, that's Jeffrey. That's Jeffrey Escalante right there. That's, what, that's who she identifies as. She goes into to Lakewood Church. I know all of you, I'm not going to stay here very long. Goes into Lakewood Church. Because thank goodness they were actually in, they were transitioning from a Hispanic-speaking uh, service into another service. They have very few people in the building. Thank goodness. Otherwise, this was Sunday. They can have upwards 30,000 oh, people yeah. there, something oh, like yeah. that. Upwards of 30,000 people there. It's, you know, it's the former basketball stadium there in Houston for the Houston Rockets. So they can have upwards 20, 30,000 people there in one AR round, one, one power, even a nine millimeter round takes out multiple people, goes through multiple people. Luckily, she was a horrible shot. She gets killed, but she got killed by the police. Last I heard, her son was clinging to life. She brings her five-year-old son with her to do the mass shooting. He gets shot. I believe it hasn't really been revealed yet who shot the son, but it has to be the police who couldn't have helped it because they had to take her out because she was going to be unloading on the crowd. Ends up with her being dead. He, the boy was shot, five-year-old boy shot in the head, and then one man was shot in the leg. So it was actually, you have law enforcement heroes that were there working off-duty details that, that came in and saved the day. But here we are, once again, an upset transgender person. Now, what is she responding to? Well, it's actually, you can very much tie it into the last one. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. So that's absolute lying propaganda. That's not Christianity. Nor is all of the transgender narrative, which I'm not allowed to say because if I say that as a Christian, I'm violating the very fact that Jesus didn't teach it. Well, the, the, the transgender narrative is, is that there's a transgender genocide going on. 
by a bunch of white supremacist terrorists or white supremacist transphobes like me that are allegedly committing mass homicides against trans. Now, Aaron and I scour the internet, scour news, uh, lots, and, lots of news organizations. I have yet to find one trans person that's been murdered by anybody. No. Not one. No. Not one. And certainly not by any white supremacist terrorists. According to Chris Ray, according to Joe Biden, the number one threat to America is white supremacist terrorists. And I actually put that out on Twitter. I said, how's that narrative working out? That the greatest existential threat to America is white supremacist terrorists. When there isn't any white supremacist terrorism going on. Oh, one six happened. Well, how many people did get killed on one six? Only the alleged white supremacist terrorists got killed on one six. Nothing else happened. Not one gun found, nothing. But here we have Jeffrey Escalante, who is the, again, a combo of the whole leveraging into a one world commerce system and all the tactics that are used. You got two of them here. A migrant that shouldn't be here, regardless of whether it was legal or illegal, she should not be here regardless, and of course, transgender, who believes she's responding to the siren call of there's a transgender genocide going on, so I got to go in and take out my enemy combatants, which really is the same MO. You notice it's all the same spirit, same MO, same demonic rantings of, of, of all on the globalist left. It's like the FBI. We've got to go and squash, uh, squash MAGA because you know they're this existential threat to America. So we're going to make up all kinds of rules. We're going to, like Matthew Graves did in D.C., where he says, you know, we're going to go. There's lots more people that actually illegally trespassed on the grounds that never entered the Capitol. They're going after all of them now. The people who had no idea they were trespassing because the gates were taken down by people like Ray Epps. So they had absolutely no idea that they were trespassing. And Matthew Graves is going to go after them because the FBI is saying it's worth going after them because they are a threat to America. They are the number one existential threat to America. So that licenses us to go after them in a lawless manner. Which You don't go and arrest the people because the charge would be purposely trespassing when it's impossible for them to have purposely trespassed without a sign saying that you're trespassing. It's impossible. But that's what Matthew Graves is doing. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, pick from the Daily Mail. So, you know, everyone has to... Now, we... we we showed one of these, and I don't know how many it's been now, where you can take the various elements of the globalist left hard left and notice how it all works together. Because whether you have Kevin Bacon saying that transgender drag shows for kids is an art form. That's what Kevin Bacon says. And that, it's a beeping going off, but hear it? <laughs> We have a beeping going off here in the studio that we're trying to find the source of. Stand by one second. It's my watch. There it is. That's, yeah, my, we've been trying to figure out my watch for three days. There we go. So it's off. Remind me to fight, fix that later. Aaron cut, the, Aaron, cut that out of the show if you can. So anyway, so but I'll start over. Pick from the Daily Mail, Planned Parenthood. So this is how it all works. If you, ever, if you notice now where you have, like Kevin Bacon says, Transgender drag shows to kids where you got a 47-year-old man with his testicles taped up to his butt cheeks or taped up right to his anus, whatever it may be, and twerking his genitals and his taped up genitals and butt cheeks in front of an eight-year-old girl's face. Kevin Bacon and the globalist left, Klaus Schwab, to Joe Biden, to Kamala Harris. That is an art form. It has nothing to do with sexualizing kids. Putting your genitals in front of a kid's face, think about the incoherence of that statement, has nothing to do with sexualizing children. Nothing to do with it at all. 
And what are, what are they actually trying to do? Are they actually pedophiles trying to get kids to commit sexual acts with them? Yes. But they're also trying to desensitize kids to sexual things so they can later get them into pedophile, pedophile acts with them. So it's both desensitizing kids to be, you know, it's not so weird to see a naked man. It's not so weird. So now desensitize to it, which, which is a grooming technique to make them more apt to be victimized, more, more easily victimized. So that's one part of it. And then it's just flat out sexualizing children. And um, you want, make sure you watch the post game because we have, a, we have a, several videos about this whole transgender, gay, homo, you know, sometimes the homosexuals tend to get spared because there are gay, like organizations like Gays Against Groomers who want, they just want to be gay, okay? They want to be gay. Listen, you're going to burn in hell for being gay. Just like uh, everybody who's heterosexual, who's, who's sleeping with a boyfriend and girlfriend, they're going to hell. So it's, it, you know, oh, like, oh, wait, I can't teach that because Jesus didn't teach hate, right? According to the, he gets us ads. He gets us. I'm not allowed to teach that because Jesus just understands. Although Jesus said, you know, enter ye in at the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Matthew 7, 13 and 14, right? Jesus said that. And what's the verse that said right after that? Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing like, he gets us. He gets us. That's sheep's clothing. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. But anyway, it's all just the same. It's all the same exact agenda with many different tactics. And sometimes those tactics get combined. This is one of them. Planned Parenthood loves to butcher the unborn. Loves to butcher the unborn. Their communication director commits suicide after police launch child porn investigation in him and raid his apartment building. So there you go. Again, I mean, how, and, and you know, you, it's difficult at times because of all the, some of the wacky stuff that's out there. And you're like, you know, you have to walk a fine line because people like every conspiracy theory I ever believed now come, to tr come true. Yeah, the, 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 the real ones, like, you know, COVID was a man-made virus, all right? That, it was never a conspiracy theory, that was common sense. You know, sex trafficking tunnels under Disney in Florida where you can't build tunnels, Okay, that, that's where the lines are. But when you look at, if you're, if you're perverted, you're perverted. If you like to suck body parts out of the womb, piece by bloody piece, then you are probably perverted enough to involve kids in your sexuality. Or at least you could go, you could at least be lured into that realm. Your, your mind is so reprobate. And of course, I'm not saying that everybody who believes in abortion is a pedophile. I'm just saying you're in the realm. If you are convoluted enough to believe, well, that's not a human being. How is it not a human being? Give me a list of how that's not a human being in the womb. Exactly how is that male or female? And you're, you're an advocate for women's rights. So out of the 42, 41.2 million abortions per year, 20 million of them are women. And you're a woman's advocate? Out of the 400, million, up to 500 million abortions committed by the CCP, 75 to 80%, even up to 90% of those abortions were women. Where's Kamala Harris? Where, where's, where, where are all the women's advocates? Where's AOC? You basically had 400 million women killed by the PLA and the CCP and not a peep. 
Why is that? If you're an advocate, because they're, they're, they're not really an advocate for anything except for their own personal self-aggrandizement and their own profit. And the way that they see, they're, they're, most, they're most apt to get the most wealthy being a liberal. So that's the route they go. They're, they're spineless, feckless, oarless, soulless people. They'll go any route they can to publicize themselves, to self-aggrandize, and to profit for themselves. So this just shows you the combination of two tactics of the globalist narrative. All right, next one. FISA 702. Look at this. Now, this is coming up for voting right now. And here's the, this is FISA. Now, this is, of course, how they allegedly they got the FISA warrants against Donald Trump. They had to perjure themselves. James Comey had to perjure himself to get, it, to get that done. It was Comey, it was McCabe, I'm missing one. Oh, Rod Rosenstein, all perjured themselves to get the FISA warrants. Uh, for, foreign Intelligence Surveillance, surveillance Act. The only, the only problem with surveilling Donald Trump under FISA, under FISA, he's not foreign. Little problem, but it doesn't matter anymore because everything that's considered to be lawful is lawless. Everything that's considered to be lawless is now lawful. So they just make it up as they go. Where's the prosecution? Where's the prosecution for James Comey lying on two FISA warrants? McCabe lying under one FISA warrant. Where's the, where's the prosecution? Because those are felonies, by the way. To lie under oath in a FISA court. And they did. They lied under oath on the FISA court. One of those examples being, of course, is that they sent a letter to the CIA and they asked, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the attorney. I never can remember his name. But anyway, they got prosecuted for that. And is now back practicing law again and everything else. The one who's the, in the Perkins Cooey, Aaron, I'm looking at Aaron, he knows. But um, it's not Sussman. That's the one I always get wrong. It's somebody else. It's like, uh, whatever. Oh, gosh, I hate, can't, can't stand what I can't remember. But anyway, one of the lies was is that they sent a memo over to the CIA and they asked if one of the people that was involved in this, you know, the, getting, the, getting these FISA warrants was a CIA operative. And the CIA said, yes, he is a CIA operative. And the Perkins, Perkins Coie attorney, uh, actually, the FBI has an office in Perkins Coie, so I don't know if he's a Perkins Coie attorney. He was an FBI attorney. Kevin Kleinsmith, thank you. Kevin Kleinsmith gets the response from the CIA. What was the name of the first, I can't remember the name of the first guy in the Hunter, I mean the uh, Trump investigation. What was his name, the low-tier operative that started the whole thing? Gosh, dog it. Just uh, pull up Russian collusion. It'll come up. Yeah. Uh, remember who I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, I can't I remember. Can't remember. Name, I can't. It's yeah. been too long since I've talked about it. But anyway, so that was who they were checking into. If you find it, let me know because it's driving me crazy. But they were looking into it. CIA sends back to Kleinsmith. Yes, he is an operative of ours. Kleinsmith changes it. Changes it. Changes the memo to no, he is not. That's what he was prosecuted for. And that's how that. And then Comey, Comey knew that. McCabe knew that. Rosenstein knew it, they all knew it, and yet went along with it anyway. So now this is furtherance of that. This is up for a vote. It's either up for a vote either today or very soon. Here's FISA. This is what FISA means whenever you see it. And this is what this was coming up with. This is, this is basically what they're wanting to do with FISA. $3.4 million of warrantless searches on Americans. This is what FISA has done so far. This is what FISA is all about. 3.4 million warrantless searches of Americans private communications, 278,000 improper searches on American citizens in a single year, 19,000 improper searches of donors to a congressional candidate. Americans aren't protected from searches. Con Congress must significantly reform FISA. For me, they need to completely and totally get rid of FISA. 
Simple as that. All right, let's go to the next one. I have to show you this. Switching subjects again. All over the place right now. All right, Nikki Haley. This is just, I mean, Nikki Haley, of course, saying she's going to take her campaign all the way through Super Tuesday. I showed you the all of the Super Tuesday projections in the polls. She's not within Trump. She's not within 40 points of Trump anywhere. Not, not within, she's not within, maybe in one of them, she was within 30 points. Uh, one of them, like, like Alabama, it was like 80 to 13. All right, so I mean, she has absolutely no choice. But this, she is the absolute epitome of the, what I was saying a moment ago. A, a feckless, soulless, devoid of all human dignity, human being, devoid of all self-respect, human being, will do anything. She was absolutely broke after being the governor of South Carolina. Now has become a multimillionaire on the boards of uh, or on the board of I don't know which one, one of the military. You got I think it was Lockheed Martin or well, yeah, Boeing. It was, yeah, it was become a multimillionaire yeah. because now she's on the board, just like Lloyd Austin. So what's the difference between Lloyd Austin and Nikki Haley? Nothing. Bill Clinton gets uh, five hundred thousand dollars from the CCP, hundred twenty-one million from the not the CCP, five hundred thousand dollars from from Russia for doing a for doing a speech in in Moscow, hundred and twenty million into the Bill, Hillary, and Chelsea Clinton Foundation from Uranium One. So what's the difference, But and then accuses Donald Trump of collusion. So what's the difference between Nikki Haley and Hillary Clinton? She says she's pro-life, but then does nothing about it. She, she says she's, she won't even come out and say anything like she's anti-transgenderism or anything like She won't dare say that because Jesus doesn't teach hate. But, so what is the difference? So here she is, look, look, look at what she says. She'll do anything. And, you know, I don't really like to use the word whore in referring to women, but that's what she is. She will whore herself out to any doctrine so that she can be elected. Biden should take this down. This is it, Nikki Haley, back at not, in September 4th, 20, September 4th, 2020. Biden should take this down. All of us who have worked with real Donald Trump witnessed the tremendous amount of love and respect he has for our military. He was determined to protect them. We had many conversations in NSC meetings about protecting them. Now, Nikki Haley, 2-12-24. So really, right now, will Donald Trump, with Donald Trump, it's a pattern of disrespect for our veterans and military. See for yourself. This, that is a person who has absolutely no dignity and no self-respect. It's all, it's all out there, too. Some of these people, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty technologically incoherent. But does she not realize that everybody can go and backtrack her tweets? Right. Everybody can backtrack your videos that you put out, backtrack everything that you've said. <laughs> and even if you've deleted them, there's still a record of them. And a lot of times there's retrieval yeah. uh, software yeah. that you can get that even if you delete them, they can still retrieve yeah. them. Yeah, recovery, yeah. Yeah, recovery exactly. software. So it's, it's just hysterical to me that at one point she's saying Donald Trump loves and respects many conversations about his love and respect and him wanting to protect the military and now says that he has a history and pattern of disrespecting them. I mean, again, how could anybody actually vote for her? But yet, I mean, about 20% of Republicans are. Somewhere, in that, somewhere between 50 and 20% of Republicans are, which is absolutely shocking. What does that make you? Oh, yeah, thank you. Hey, before, yeah, I got to make sure I get this. My one and only sponsor, Midas Gold Group. You're like, Tom, why do you only have one sponsor? Have you watched the podcast? I mean, come on. That's why I have one. You, you have to have giant cajones to sponsor this podcast. Midas Gold Group, now in the light, of the advocacy and the policies that are coming out, pushing for central bank digital currency, the, the hyperinflation, 
What are your hedges against a digital currency? What are your hedges against hyperinflation? Now, you've, you've heard me talk about the BRICS movement, which, of course, is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and, and uh, uh, South Africa. They're trying to de-dollarize the globe, trying to devalue the USD. Now, in the midst of doing that, while trying to get rid of the dollar, which has really been the gold standard for a long time around the world, was a big, dollars that actually replaced gold as really like the universal currency, even after the gold was no longer back in the dollar. But you now have these, this entity called BRICS and another country just joined them. I can't remember which one, but they just joined them. And while these countries are trying to de-dollarize the globe and devalue the dollar, they're buying up gold. So if you want to hedge yourself against hyperinflation, de-dollarization, and CBDC currency, you've got to buy gold. Now, why buy it from Midas? Because they are not a Republican company. They're not even a quote-unquote conservative company. They are a MAGA company who deals only in physical gold. Physical gold in your hands. Not fake Republicans, not rhino, MAGA Republicans dealing in real-life physical gold. Buy your gold to hedge against these things. They hedge against this glo these, these globalist plots and these globalists. They're not conspiracy theories. They're globalist conspiracies. To hedge yourself, protect yourself, protect your family against losing your assets, buy gold. And when you do, buy it from Midas. And when you do, tell them the TLP sent you. All right, let's go to the next thing. Finally going to get into some, uh, um, some fact stuff in just a second, but this is my lead into it. Jordan Schachtel tweet, there's a world government summit going on right now. But they just changed the name. Of course, here's my, you know, I, I, I could do this for an hour. But weird how they're always trying to change things. Where you have, you'll own nothing and be happy on the World Economic Forum website. Right? You'll own nothing and be happy. And then they take it down when we show their video of you'll own nothing and be happy. They get that taken down. You have gain-of-function research all over the NIH website until Anthony Fauci goes and testifies in front of Rand Paul gets absolutely obliterated in their debate, claiming that gain-of-function research is not gain-of-function research, which again, buys right into the inverted world. Now, gain, an open border is now a closed border. A closed border is now an open border. Gain-of-function research is not gain-of-function research. And things that aren't gain-of-function research are gain-of-function research. So, an inverted world. And now you've got this cover-up. All of Anthony Fauci's emails are redacted. We're not allowed to see the hospitalization and death rates amongst the vaccinated. CDC is sequestering that information. Not allowed to see any of that. Um, you know, border security is now border insecurity. Uh, whatever. Uh, you're, uh, a MAGA person is now an insurrectionist. Inverted world. But anyway, so you have, they changed the name of the, it was, it, I mean, 15 minutes ago it was called World Government Summit. That's what it was called. But now it's called World Government Summit. I wonder why that is. I wonder why they changed it exactly. I wonder why they changed it. Well, here's the reason why they changed it. Here's the reason why they did. Now, this is, again, I'm not, I can't keep going deep into this, and I know you don't want me to, but just in case people hop in late, I want them to understand what I'm talking about. What it, You have the, you, the, the agenda, the one world agenda I'm always talking about, leveraging a one world commerce system, singular access point, controlled by the, by the globalist left. And there's many tactics to that. The pandemic was a tactic. The reason why they used a pandemic well, it was used as a vehicle for multiple things, but one of, the one of the uses of the pandemic vehicle was to get to vaccine passports. Because if you have to have a vaccine passport, it sets in place 
You have, if, you have, if you have to have a vaccine passport to buy, sell, trade, or travel, which, of course, links right in with Revelation 13, 16 and 17, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and then no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Well, here you have Ursula van der Leyen, all of Can Justin Trudeau. So you have Ursula van der Leyen, all of the European Union, Justin Trudeau, all of Canada, Scott Morrison, all of Australia, Eric, well, it wasn't Eric Adams at the time. It was uh, uh, Bill de Blasio with the, with the uh, COVID, the vaccine passport, Excelsior Pass inside of New York City. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in New York City without your Excelsior vaccine passport. All of Israel with a green pass. All of China, also called a green pass, where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine passport. Well, it sets into place, the vehicle of the vaccine passport, it sets into place all of the infrastructure needed for a global pass where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a global pass, leveraging into a one-world commerce system, singular access point to all commerce. If they control your access to all commerce, what do they control? They control you. Because you can't buy food. They can then stipulate your behavior to allow you to... You, you, people, especially people who are the automatons, most of which, again, I like that PBD podcast video that we showed last week. Basically, 90% uh, of the world are automatons. They're just NPCs. They're just being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And 5% of us are trying to wake them up from the 4% that control the world. So um, that's the tactic. And that, 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 that was what was behind COVID, was to control you. So I wanted to show you this. And then, you, of course, just leading into this with Jordan Schachtel, where you have the World Government Summit. The whole purpose of COVID was to get digital passport infrastructure in place. Not just passport, not just vaccine, everything, every last thing, your credit, your actual passport, all of your biometric medical information, everything. So that all of your, every, there's no more cash, all of your finances are all linked into basically one account that will start off like this, but it'll end up with a tattoo, what I, my opinion is, the mark of the beast, the quantum dot tattoo on your right hand or on your forehead. So here's what's behind all this. Chief Nerd video, RFK Jr. Play it for me. Oh, what's happened over the past 50 years is NIH has stopped doing that kind of science. And it's changed to do science that is corrupt oftentimes, that is used to justify uh, the mercantile or promote the mercantile ambitions of the industries that it regulates. But mainly, it has become an incubator for pharmaceutical products. So, for example, the, the Moderna vaccine is owned by NIH, and NIH gets to keep 50% of the royalties. So they're making tens of billions from a product that they made us all take. Not only that, but there are six individuals who work for NIH, who were uh, top deputies of, of um, of the then manager, Anthony Fauci, who also have walk-in rights for the patents. So they are allowed to collect $150,000 a year from Moderna sales forever. Their children, their children's children, they're paying for their boats, their mortgages, their, uh, their kids' education, their alimonies, from what they get from, from uh, from Moderna. And that is not a very good, uh, it's not a good idea. Let me put it that way. You want 
regulators to be independent and you don't want the commercial ambitions of individual regulators to subvert the regulatory function of that agency. And you give somebody $150,000 a year forever, their children, their children's children, they might overlook something, some problems with that drug, and their job is to find problems with it. And I showed you that one on Saturday. I wanted to show you the how fascism works, and I'm not going to go into great detail with it, but a fascism, again, has nothing to do with racism. Everybody's against racism. Fascism is the merging of corporatism and government. And there you saw it with the, and I went over that on Osium on Saturday, but I just want to set it up to show you how they're working together to usher in this one world commerce system using whatever tactic they, they deem necessary, whether it's pandemics, vaccine passports, CBDC, social credit system, climate change, transgenderism, lawlessness, mass illegal migration. So here's another one for you. And I wanna show you how this works. So now you have, of course, all the damage that's been done by these vaccinations, and here comes the cover-up. Play it for me. So we are seeing continuing growth in the frequency, duration, and intensity of heat waves. And this is entirely consistent with the science of global warming and IPCC reports. These events will continue to grow in intensity, and the world needs to prepare for more intense heat waves. Uh, the recently declared El Nino is only expected to... So there you go. See, so what you have is you have... There you have government officials... Covering up. Now, do they actually care about the increase in heart attacks? No. What, now, why are we having an increase in heart attacks? Because of heat waves? So you, then again, you have the merging. Suddenly people are dying from the exact same temperatures they've experienced their entire lives because they're dying of the vaccine. They all know it's 17 million excess deaths have been documented over 21, 22, and 23. We don't even know. We don't even know that's not even all of 2023 in yet. So with 17 million, probably for 2021, 2022, and part of 2023. So we're probably over 20 to 25 million excess deaths. That's now being covered up with. The next thing they're going to roll in, it's too complex to get into a conversation about right now, at this moment. I got to cut the podcast a little bit short tonight because I'm, I'm on a tight time frame here in, in Vegas for something I have to get to tonight. But... It's just all, if you notice the merging of all the concepts there in that one, in that one little, I don't know, 30 second uh, snippet that I just showed. And they're covering up for the malfeasance of the vaccination for their own, for their own agenda. They're covering up for it with their next agenda. I mean, they, they can't lose. We'll make them lose. We will pray them. We will pray their own exposure and destruction in. But they, everything they do, they win. So they, they're claiming that. The vaccine side effects, which are which a mass increase in, in, in heart disease and heart attacks, is now covered, is now caused by an increase in temperature. Like see, some people just walk out and drop dead because it's hotter outside. I understand heat strokes and things like that. People aren't dying of heat strokes, they're dying of heart attacks. Not because they're anywhere near heat exhaustion or heat stroke, they're just dying of heart attacks. And they're saying it's because of the heat. Makes absolutely no sense. But then it just, it, it sets up, it puts in a launching pad for the next thing they want to drop on us, which is climate change extremism, which of course, what it'll be when they have the infrastructure in where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without swiping your card somewhere and they can turn off your card, your CBDC, social credit system, whatever they want. When they have that in place, 
If, you, if you're somebody, they say, like well, this time when they locked us down for COVID, Aaron and I and Naz, the three of us that are in this room, well, they didn't affect us at all. We did whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted. Yep. Because I, we still had access to commerce. I mean, Aaron would go into Walmart. They'd come up, coming up to him. Sir, 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 you have to put your mask on. Aaron literally just put his hand in the air. Nope! And walk off. All right? But he still could go by. Now, once they have it to where he could use cash, there was, COVID here in America didn't touch our credit system yet. But when there is no cash, and therefore only credit, which is what they want, again, I don't have time to delve too tar- far deep into that. But if they have control over Aaron's ability to buy anything, will he be able to know? He still will because he has integrity. I still will. Nas still will because the Lord will provide. But for everybody else, the 90% of humanity that caves to everything, really it's 99% that caves to everything. They're being, that, that 90% is being controlled by 5% that doesn't cave, but telling that 90% the whole time they are. But once that 90% can't buy anything anymore, will they put a mark on their right hand or on their forehead to, to be able to buy? To be able to buy formula for their child? to be able to get the prescriptions that they need, to get a tooth pulled, to get a cavity filled. I, think, I mean, think about it. To get emergency surgery. We can't get emergency surgery. Where's your green card? Where's your green pass? Where's your global pass? Well, it doesn't matter, Tommy. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy real estate. How are you gonna pay your property taxes? You have to swipe the card for the property taxes or, you're out, or your, your land will get repossessed. That's the whole plan is to get you. It's leverage where there's just... You have one access point, and that access point is controlled by them. So here's Malcolm Roberts. This, now this, this sums it up. This video actually sums up the agenda. Play it for me. Senator Roberts. Thank you. One Nation strongly opposes the Identity Verification Services Bill 2023. Here's why. The Albanese government's great mate, BlackRock boss Larry Fink, and predatory billionaires at the World Economic Forum are fond of the phrase, you will own nothing and be happy. What they really mean is they will own everything and you will comply. Why would people voluntarily enslave themselves, give up their homes, cars, household goods and lose the right to travel freely, I hear you ask? The answer is that people will not be given a choice. They will be coerced, forced into it. That's the purpose of this government's triad of tyranny. Firstly, the identification verification service, the Identity Verification Services Bill 2023, to normalise and allow the use of biometric data to locate and track citizens. Secondly, the Digital Identity Bill 2023, to force every Australian into having a digital ID. Thirdly, the Misinformation and Disinformation Bill 2023, which ensures media and social media only carries government-sanctioned opinions. And so the government is exempted and can be free to spread misinformation or disinformation. Biometric data is your face turned into a data file based on physical characteristics. It allows a faster and more accurate identification. That will capture your face. The National Driver's Licence Database, National Driver's Licence Database, is being upgraded to become the repository of your master identification record, which is already used to establish your identity with a paper check and now with a facial scan. Australians do not need to consent in a meaningful manner. The bill currently uses the word consent without definition. Consent can be implied. Here's an example. If a person sees a video of themselves on a self-checkout at the supermarket and uses the checkout anyway, 
It's considered implied consent. The government has accepted implied consent is no consent at all and upgraded consent in their amendment on sheet UD 102, explicit consent. That isn't good enough either. Explicit consent can be provided as a blanket consent. An example would be MasterCard changing their terms and conditions to allow for facial recognition whenever their card is used. Once the card owner gets the email saying, we have updated our terms and conditions, click here to approve, and people click here without recording it, without reading it, one of those new terms could be permission for facial recognition. Did you give consent? No. Banks currently record the image of anyone using the ATM and then use that in the case of a fraudulent transaction. Banks will update their terms and conditions to give themselves the right to run your biometric verification on each occasion before allowing access to your account. Refusing the new permission gives your bank or card company the right to refuse service. It's that simple. Blackmail. This is why the government suggesting a digital ID or biometric data check will be voluntary is a complete lie. It's compulsory because not agreeing means you lose your bank account or payment card or service. Just as those voluntary COVID injections were compulsory if you wanted to keep your job, your house and feed your family. I could spend 90 minutes on that, on that video alone, but I don't have time to do it. Listen, make sure that's just a perfect embodiment. Make sure you keep this video. That sums it all up. I'll probably show that video again and go into detail when I have more time on it, but it pretty much sums up what I've already told you. Stick around for the post game. Back, we are back. Thursday, back in our usual, back in our usual setting. 90 minutes of fury. I don't know what we got today, and I don't know how much time, but I gotta go. I gotta go right now. I'm actually running late right at this very moment. Make sure that you stick around for the post game. Listen, I have one last thing I want to tell you. We are winning victories. We saw the victory in the European Union where the farmers have won basically a, a stay from the European Union where they're not going to be shutting down and confiscating farms uh, anytime in the near future. Hopefully that's how it pans out, but that's what's been said. So we are winning, and we have, we have legitimate conservatives, win, legitimate, not rhinos, legitimate conservatives winning elections around the globe. We need a big win this year, of course, but don't, don't be discouraged. We are winning, and we will continue to win, and we will win. Amen? We are to be the restraining. If we are the restraining, as long as the church is here, the devil cannot win, and we are still here. Amen? Make sure you stick around for the postgame. I'll see everybody back here Thursday night, 830. God bless you.